0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. This is your host, Dane Kramer. I want to welcome you back. I want to welcome me back. It's been about six months since I've uh, released a podcast. The year is now 2020, and I haven't done this, I think, since July of 2019. I apologize for being being away from the microphone for so long, and um, I just got busy just got busy. And uh, the longer I was away from the mic, the easier it was to stay away from the mic. And I apologize for that. I do thank uh, the several listeners who've reached out to me to find out what was going on, which kind of makes me feel encouraged that uh, people were wondering where the podcast was and we're were listening to it. I hope to think that I'm back now. My, My goal originally was to release one podcast per week. For a while I was doing that. Then I started missing weeks here and there. And just got behind um, and so I want to get back to it and uh, my actually my wife bought me a brand new microphone for Christmas and so I'm using this mic hopefully that'll improve and improve the podcast quality from this point on so uh, yeah we're gonna try to do one a week now I'll try to move forward uh, it's not that I don't have anything to say it's just that uh, I don't have to seem the time to say it. it it just takes time to record a podcast to find some quiet time during the day when there's no noise in the house and I can record this podcast and then I got to get edited and uploaded and so on and so forth. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just making excuses, I guess. But uh, in any event, I uh, hope to think that I'm back. Uh, if you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to the ThinkingChristian.us. There you'll find uh, all of the previously released podcasts. You can feel free to listen to those um, as well as uh, uh Other resources are on the website you can download, you can read. I've got some articles there and things like that, some other interests. So feel free to browse around the website uh, and uh, leave a comment if you'd like. If you don't like it, leave a comment. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that from Apple, iTunes. You can do that from Google Play, from Stitcher. And uh, just get on any kind of podcasting app and you should be able to do a search for The Thinking Christian and find it and subscribe so that when I release my next podcast, which I hope will be in a week, You'll be able to get it. All right, that's enough introduction. Um, this uh, year, I want to start off the podcast with what I think is a very, very in- important theme, and that is the kingdom of God. Um, you know, I've done this in both Sunday School classes and in Bible studies, home Bible studies. I've asked uh, people, what is, so what is the kingdom of God? And uh, the most commonly received response that I get is the kingdom of God is heaven. I mean, that's where we die. Well, excuse me, that's where we go when we die. Uh, the kingdom of God is is heaven, or sometimes the kingdom of heaven is heaven. And um, I'm not disputing the fact that that might be seen as a kingdom. and um, might even be part of the kingdom of God. I'm not really sure about that. But I think that kind of answer, that attitude, really... Uh, short changes the whole subject. There's a lot more to it than just that. And so I am going to share my thoughts on this. Again, you don't have to agree with me. I, I can't even think of a reason why you'd want to. I'm just sharing my opinion and I'm nobody. Um, so, uh, you know, but it might give you something to think about. So um, well, let me first start off by saying I believe that the phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are synonymous. I think they mean the same thing. And I say that because if you look up in the parallel passages in the Gospels, for example, if you go to Matthew chapter 4, excuse me, Matthew chapter 13, and mark 4 if you go to Matthew 13 and mark 4 you'll find a list of parables that Jesus taught they're, they're, they're collected in those respective chapters by these authors and if you look over them you'll find that these uh, parables are really the same parables it's the same teaching so we have obviously a parallel passage between Matthew and Mark in these these chapters and in Matthew's version of those parables for example in the um, the parable of the sower, uh, he starts out by saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a, uh, excuse me, yeah, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed, and he goes on and talks about it. But in Mark's gospel, he's saying the same thing. It's in Mark chapter four. You'll find that he says the kingdom of God is like this, and and he goes on to do the same teaching. And you'll find this throughout, actually, for, throughout both Matthew and Mark. They're talking about the same thing. It's obvious. Matthew very consistently uses the phrase, kingdom of God, while Mark uses the phrase, kingdom of heaven. And yet, it's obvious they're talking about the same thing. Now, why is Matthew using that phrase and Mark using another? Well, uh, scholars have pointed out, and I believe they're probably correct on this, that Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience. And uh, therefore the Jewish, Jewish sensitivities might be inflamed if he uses the word God. It was sort of an act of reverence that his Jewish audience would refrain from using the name God or writing the name God. And so to avoid offending anyone, I think Matthew just said kingdom of heaven and it gets the same idea across. Where Mark is clearly not writing to a Jewish audience, he's writing to a, a, a Gentile or Greek audience, and they would have no sensitivities toward that, and they wouldn't care if he uses the phrase, kingdom of God. And so I believe Mark and Luke and a little bit of John uses the use the phrase kingdom of God. And while Matthew, again, just uses kingdom of heaven not to offend his audience. But again, it's obvious they're, they're the same thing. So whether we're talking about the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God, I believe we're going to be talking about the same thing. So if I use either phrase back and forth, uh, it's because, well, I am talking about the same thing. So... Okay, that's what that, that's sort of to describe the words a little bit, but what is the concept? What is the kingdom of heaven? And almost universally, the answer always is, well, that's heaven. That's where I go when I die. That's where God lives. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to dispute the fact that probably heaven, where, where we go when we die, is a kingdom. But I, I think that really shortchanges the answer here. To think of it just as that. Is really to miss, I believe, what it what is uh is taught by the New Testament writers. And you know, I'm gonna go so far to say that I think the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is is really a central theme of the New Testament. It really is. It's um it's really the crux of the New Testament. I mean, it really is. It's that important. And I don't wanna I don't wanna miss its importance. Um well let me first say that. Uh, I don't think that Jesus, when he uses the phrase, or used the phrase kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God, was talking about some far off place or location that we go when we die. As a matter of fact, he seemed to suggest every time he talked about it, that it was very near, it was very close to us. In um, Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus sort of begins his ministry, his, his very first sermon... As he went around the countryside, was to repent. And he said, "Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand." That's in Matthew chapter four, verse seventeen. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And also in Mark chapter one, the same thing. Um, he said, "You know, he he went around preaching to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand." Now the phrase "at hand" I believe talks about proximity. It's close. If something is at hand, it's very near to you. If something is you know, far away, you would not describe, it. oh, that's at hand, because it's, it's not easy to grasp. It's not very close. And yet Jesus repeatedly used that phrase, it's at hand, it's close, it's, it's, it's near you. Um, he, uh, he talked about this once in uh, Mark chapter 12. Uh, he was uh, engaged with a scribe and they were talking about the greatest commandment. And when the man had answered correctly, Jesus said, you know, you're not far from the kingdom of heaven. You're, you're very close to it. You're, you're scratching its surface. Uh, you're right there. Uh, again, he, its proximity, I think, is, is extremely remarkable. Um, so the question is, what is it? Okay, it's close. It's nearby. But, but what, what really is the kingdom? Well, in uh, John chapter 18, I think we have a glimpse a little bit of this. Uh, Jesus is, is being interrogated by Pilate. Uh, he's about to be crucified. And uh, Pilate is inquiring, inquiring as to whether or not Jesus is a king. He's heard this rumor. He wants to know if that's what Jesus is, is, um, is saying that he is. And Jesus answers and tells Pilate in John chapter 18, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would come and fight, but it's not. So that gives us, so that gives us a little bit of a glimpse as to what this kingdom is. It's, it's not of this world. I think maybe for that reason, some people believe that the kingdom then is, is heaven. It's this faraway place because heaven is not earth. But I don't think that can really fit all of the scriptural references because Jesus talked about how close it was. Um, and also for the ability for people to see and enter the kingdom. I mean, you might remember in John chapter 3, he told Nicodemus, he said, you're not going to see the kingdom until you're born again. Um, you know that's the only way for you to see this this kingdom. This kingdom that is now and present, not one future, but one now. You're you're going to see it. Okay, so what is it? I, you know, I keep batting around. I suppose it sounds like, and I'm not really answering. And I guess I, I'm not answering it because I don't know of one particular verse that spells out exactly uh, what I see in this this question of what is the kingdom. So let's put it this way. I believe that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is, is the rule of God. It's, it's God's government here on earth. It's present. It's it's real. Um, it's not of of this world. I mean, it's not from this world. It's from another place, but it's in this world. It's something that we can grasp, something we can enter, something that we can see, figuratively speaking. Uh, when I say grasp, uh, figuratively speaking, I don't believe we can literally with our hands grasp it or see it with our um, our eyes. But it is something that we can live in. We can we can experience the kingdom of God. In uh, Colossians chapter 1, we read that uh, Jesus has already delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of his Son. And so that tells me that this is something that has already been done. So for those of us who are Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, we have already been translated. We've already been conveyed into the kingdom. So we are in it now. This is not future. This has already been done. It's been passed for those of us who are Christians. Now, every kingdom has to have a king, and of course the kingdom of God does. It's God. God reigns, or or you could say Jesus Christ has been uh, seated at the right hand of God and is reigning. So we have a king. We have a king in this kingdom. And those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ are already in the kingdom. And our citizenship in this kingdom, I believe, should uh, override any other kind of citizenship that we have. Now, I live in the United States and I was born in the United States, so that's to make me a citizen of the United States of America. But we have another another citizenship. I think one that uh, transcends and overrides the citizenship that we may hold for our country. Uh, for example, in Philippians chapter three, Paul tells us that um, we have we our citizenship is in heaven. So we this kingdom is where we belong. Those of us who are Christians are actually citizens of heaven, and that I believe should. Um, Transcend or override any kind of earthly citizenship that we have here. For example, as I said, I'm a citizen of the United States, but I'm also a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That's where my real citizenship lies, and that's where my allegiance is uh, lying. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm anti American, but I'm very pro citizen of heaven. I mean, that's where my citizenship lies, and that's where my focus has to be. Each and every day as I wake up, um, theoretically, I'm not saying I do this perfectly, but I mean, it really is uh, an overriding theme in my life is that I see myself as a citizen of a king. I have a job to do while I'm here. I'm no longer from this world, although I'm in it. Uh, I now belong to another kingdom uh, and I have a job. I have a purpose. And you see, I, I think if we start to see the kingdom as something we belong to now, something that's expanding, something that it's growing, something that, um, that we have uh, an allegiance to, it will begin to change our outlook, as opposed to being something that we are just going to achieve when we die. Uh, that, that really, really, as I said, short changes what this is about. The kingdom of heaven is something, if you're a Christian, that you and I belong to actively now. It's part of our lives. And as a result, we should live for the kingdom. We have a king. Um, we, we have to uh, you know, do, the, do, do the bidding of our king, follow the rules of our king, and live as if we have an allegiance to that king. Now, the unique thing about this kingdom is that it i mean—it has no geographical boundaries. Uh, I'm standing here in my office. I'm looking at a world map. I have a, a map on my wall of the entire world, and I can see all the national boundaries, the United States and Canada to our north and Mexico to our south, and then across the, the entire globe, the national boundaries. The kingdom of heaven doesn't have those kind of boundaries. I mean, I suppose it has boundaries, but not those kind. Uh, the boundaries are more spiritual. Um, for example, the boundaries could, you know, it goes as far as the Christians do, I suppose, in one respect. And, and we are to gain, not ground, but hearts, uh, the hearts of men. Um, this is our job. This is what we're called to do. We're to expand the boundaries of this kingdom. Again, not geographical boundaries but boundaries of people, um, you know, to to win the hearts and minds for Jesus Christ of people. And when we do, the boundaries of this kingdom continue to to grow and to be established in new territories. Um, And it's not like other religious... Purposes, for example, I'll just kind of compare it to the to the Muslim expansions. Um, Islam expanded primarily by the edge of the sword, and by often violence, and by capturing lands, and uh, at times forcing people to um, convert to Islam of course, Christianity has no desire to force a conversion. Um, you, I don't think you even can force a conversion because it's about winning hearts. Um, you can make a person say certain words, you can make them confess something with their lips, but that doesn't mean you've captured the heart. And what Christianity is really about is capturing the hearts of people, changing them, changing their minds, willingly changing their minds. Um, so, I believe that's why, in the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah, for example, wrote that we would uh, we would uh, beat our, our spears into uh, pruning hooks and our uh, swords into plowshares. You know, taking the, these instruments once known for war and turning them into agriculture in, uh, instruments. Not not because you know, uh, Christians become farmers but because we no longer resort to that we no longer resort to violence and we're certainly not interested in expanding the kingdom through through any kind of violence we are interested in expanding it i mean you could say the reason why this podcast is in existence is because i'm interested in expanding the kingdom to seeing it grow and so my question for you is what are you doing in the kingdom If in fact you belong, what's your calling? What are you called to do? How are you doing it? How are you serving and living for the king of this kingdom? If it's not already your main focus, I would encourage you to make it that. Because those of us who are Christians belong to a kingdom with a king who's called us to be actively expanding the kingdom. And with that, we'll wrap up this first podcast of the new year, Season 3, Episode 1. Looking forward to more podcasts. Looking forward to you coming back. And as always, uh, send me a note. uh, Drop me a line. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down, however you'd like. And I'll catch you next time on The Thinking